Hello and welcome. You are listening to Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. My name's Cam. His name's Cam. And your name is? Tim, I think. Yeah. Yep, yeah, you're good. correct. We're and on fire tonight. If somebody is tuning in for the first time, Timmy, what's the main difference between you and I? Oh, that's a good That's a good question. Um I don't know. I don't, what, what is? Well, I, I like to focus on the things that that that, that make us alike. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not great for comedy. It's not. No. Two guys with the exact same approach to everything. Same joke, same view on absolutely everything, and same voice, which makes the podcast really hard to distinguish who's talking. Well, we've got uh, Cam. We've 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 got a, a a man that grew up in New Zealand. We've got a man and myself that grew up in Queensland. We've got. We've thank got, you for calling us men. Yeah, I know. It doesn't happen nice, often. Yeah. Yeah. Usually cheeky little boys. Yeah. <laughs> cheeky, snarly little I, boys. I think guy is the word I use. To, oh, yeah. It's kind of in between boy and man. Like mm. I'm a guy. It's kind of cool being a guy. Yeah, too, I'm like, a guy. One yeah. of the guys. You're a guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, dude? Good, man. I saw the new Lion King. Ooh, okay. So cool. Okay. Like, it was great. Um, Donald Glover plays. I guess like Guy Simba yeah. <laughs> when he reaches that kind of those teen years. Did I have heard people say that he was a little bit of a wussy Simba? Is, is but it's shot for shot. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, and is oh, it, oh it, they think Donald Glover was a wussy Simba. Yeah. Nah, he steals the show. In fact, you know, oh, I don't know if it was the same for you. When I watched animated Lion King as a kid, mm-hmm. I was always like JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, as young Simba. I was always like, this is the cool half. And then when they changed to teenage Simba, I was like, ah, oh, I don't really care. Yeah. Donald Glover makes the new Lion King have the opposite effect. Okay. When he comes in, it's singing Hakuna Matata, and Donald Glover hits those notes like, Hakuna Mat and like does yeah. this like soaring Beyonce style, like chasing around a bunch of different notes, and you're like, whoa, okay, second half Simba's cooler. So him and Beyonce don't play now young Nala and young Simba, just like teenage Nala, yeah, oh, I right. guess like young adult. Once, once when 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 they have the Hakuna Matata change when mm. he, when he goes from when when it's the change scene from 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 boy to man. That's when Donald Glover yeah. comes in. Um, the only thing that was is quite weird. They don't try to add. You know how cartoon they're like a mixture of lion and human like mm-hmm. the facial expressions are quite human yeah there's barely any human uh, facial features so you're looking at just a straight up warthog and pumba oh. is quite like is i that, guess is that seth rogan that plays yeah, yeah. so voice wise he's you'd think pumba seth rogan perfect match mm-hmm. but when you're looking at the face of pumba <laughs> he's so ugly like <laughs> gray fur coming out of every oh. every pore Really scrawny. He's a, quite a scrawny yeah. warthog, and I guess they've made him as realistic a warthog as possible. But I didn't know warthogs were so ugly, like grey, leathery yeah. skin. Do you think that the style in which they they did the 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 film? Mm. Uh, what do you even call that? Is it is it? It's CGI. It's yeah. realistic CGI. Yeah. So do you reckon that will be something that you see in 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 more sort of children's animated? Movies and stuff now, did it work well enough that you'd want to see that style again? Or did it just work well because it was the Lion King, it was different, they had all these Mm. stars, it was obviously well made, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think more that. Yeah. Like, I think that I enjoyed it because I like the Lion King. Yeah. And I feel like Disney are doing it because they've got their hands on some technology that look makes animals look almost like real animals. It's crazy, eh? Because I've seen I've seen like the trailers and everything and and Mm. it looks it looks incredible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you give it? What would you give it out of ten? Uh, I'd give it 
an 8.5 and I'd give the original 9. Yeah, right. Only, they only lost half a point because of how ugly Pumba was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that it's it's got a little bit of a half a point as well for nostalgic reasons? Just being uh, that, Because the fact that I think that you can take the you can that it's so close in mm. your in in your review of it is just means that they've done a fantastic job because they they're really trying to recreate something that is one of the greatest animated probably the greatest animated film of all time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man, yeah. I I think they did an amazing job. Like yeah. it's epic. If you like the original, you're gonna like it. It's really fun. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, how are you going, man? What's been on your mind? Um, not, not a whole lot, dude. I've been, I've been back at uni, so I've been writing, been uh, doing, doing screenwriting second semester. So mm-hmm. I've been writing a lot again. And, um, but I went on the weekend and saw, uh, Nick Nuisance and the Delinquents play yeah, at cool. all bar there. If you haven't listened before, they're a Sydney band. We've played shows with them before. And they're just so good, man. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Yeah, they're such a good band. It was really good to catch up with them after the show and mm. and hang out. And um, we had uh, we had Shell, my my partner Shell, her uh, niece who's eighteen. She yep. was in Melbourne for the first time, so I took her out around Melbourne. It's fun showing people. Yeah, around Melbourne that have never been here before. Yep, you took her to Old Bar. Took her to Old Bar. Yeah. Took her to the show. Yeah, a cool show to take someone to for their for their for their first ever show in Melbourne as yeah, well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, their first ever gig. Yeah. and um, they're just they're such a tidy band. That yeah, band, like, they're so tight. They did four shows in three days. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Tiring though, real tiring. They were they they were like real. What number was the old bar one? That the you were last at? show. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> were they frail? Um, a little bit. Yeah. They, yeah. They um they they're sort of uh, number one sort of uh, single. They're, and and their number one pl- played song on Spotify and everything mm. is Grocery Store. And they didn't end up playing that song, which was supposed to be their last song. I think maybe they were just like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like they earned it. They earned the right to walk off whenever. Big time. Yeah. Big time. So before we jump in to the news stories tonight, mm. Cam, or today, whatever time you're listening to this, I wanted to run through a um, run through a story that was sent to us through uh, Stallion Peters, mm. and um, it is an article from Reddit. Yeah. Now the title of the article is, "Am I the asshole?" Because I ate more than my share of a six-foot party sub last night. <laughs> and I want to read you out this article, Kevin. Stop me anytime if you want to, if you want to ask some questions cool. or, or you have some queries. Yeah. What I thought would be a total non-issue has ballooned into a huge problem and I'm up at 7 a.m. dealing with it. I figured while I wait for a text, I could post here to see if what I did was really that bad. I'm a big fat ass. There's no way around it. I love to eat, which probably borders on addiction. But I figure, since I'm only hurting myself, it's probably better to just live my life. I have some great friends, although there's no doubt I'm the harmless, funny token fat guy or the otherwise pretty good-looking group. I guess that sets the stage enough. Last night, my friend hosted UFC, and I was invited. He got a six-foot party sub. I also brought homemade wings that are sort of my specialty. Well, of course, people flocked to the food, and I had basically one serving of the sandwich, but people devoured the wings, and I didn't even get to have a single one, which is totally fine. That's why I brought them, but maybe an hour later, I was starving. I kept eyeing the sandwich, and I'd say there was about three feet of it left. I waited an hour, then another half hour, and no one had touched it, but they were still munching on chips, pretzels, and whatnot, Mm. so I was like, screw it. 
I took about half or what was left and ate it. Then the last half sat there for another 10, 15 minutes and no one said anything, so I ate the rest of that too. (laughs) Well, to be sure, I was swallowing the last bite. The host girlfriend asked where the sandwich was, like I was the guilty party. Pretty much everyone pointed at me. I guess they'd noticed me eating the sandwich. She was furious and said that I was an incredible pig and that I had been super selfish to eat three feet of a sandwich. (laughs) I felt so bad. I tried to explain to her that I really did wait over an hour and thought people had lost interest. I also tried to explain how everyone had ate my wings and she said something along the lines of, you brought them to share, Alan. If someone had eaten over half by themselves, that's not fucking sharing, is it? <laughs> I, offered, I offered to order pizza or even go get Subways, and she said that it was a pathetic offer because the party sub had been from a local shop owned by her friends. I said I was sorry, but the night was so tense Then from, from then on out. I woke up this morning to several texts from my twin sisters the host girlfriend's best friends, saying that I had to get my shit under control and that everyone is really mad at me and that I embarrassed myself last night. I tried to explain to them what my mindset had been and they haven't responded. Was I the arsehole for eating that much of a sandwich last night? And a little added edit at the end, he said, I guess I've been banned from responding to my inbox because I have about 12,000 notifications. To answer what seems to be the most common misconception, this wasn't a party sub, so definitely um, not four times the size of a regular sub. This is a local place, so it was about 1.5 times the width. So he's got into, like, describing the width of the sub. He's getting very defensive. But to answer the question, Cam, I'm handing this on to you now. Mm. Is he the arsehole? Um, I I don't think so. I think that he was eating something that was there and that was communal. <laughs> and so, but just so that I understand, yeah. did he basically eat three foot longs? He ate three foot longs. Three yeah. foot longs. So there was like, so on the table, there was six feet of, of party sub. Yeah. And he ended up eating half of it. Yeah. He's yeah. a hungry boy. <laughs> um, I, and he's getting slayed by his family members and it's turned into this giant issue for this poor, poor bloke, Alan. Yeah. I think that they're overreacting. Yeah, they're overreacting. And also if it's in front of them and then also the TV's in front of them, I don't know why suddenly they're all outraged. Like it was happening right in front of them. <laughs> they need to take some responsibility and go, oh, we put the sub on the table and yeah. then we didn't reach. I think that eating is always a competitive sport. <laughs> I have five siblings, yeah. and anytime there's food, and I think anyone, I think like if there's any Gallagher's listening to this, they're from a big family too, and they're the same. They know that if there's food in front of a group, mm. it's up to you to make sure you get full. Yeah. And if you decide, or you've been silly enough to not go toilet, he waited or, an hour. He waited. Well, he ended up. He waited an hour before he ate um, the second foot, and then mm. another half an hour before he ate the third foot. He's far from an asshole. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman eater. <laughs> if you are. Uh, in a big family and you go to the toilet during mealtime, it's on you if you go hungry. Yeah. And I think that is, that applies across family, friends, wider community, a restaurant. Like if you've left food there mm-hmm. and you aren't 
nitpicking at it or you aren't like making it your job to be full, then that's on you. You go hungry, you go home. Yeah, I think I think so. And the other thing that like so the other thing as well is that the the girlfriend of of, of his mate she comes out grills him in front of all these people. Did but no one was like no one had gone and said, oh, I'm still really hungry. Mm. Like when you have a party, do you want like a soggy sandwich left over for the next day? No, you want mm-hmm. like you expect that food to be gone, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think he copped a pretty harsh card, old Alan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I kind yeah. of feel sorry for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's done nothing wrong. I'm glad that he came to Reddit to confide. Yeah, because yeah, man, don't feel bad, Alan. You're okay. You, Alan, are not the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, Cam, uh, if it's your first time listening to the show, we're going to jump into our news stories. And this is an obscure news podcast. And so what Cam and I do is we we scour the internet and we look for our favourite stories of the week. Mm, not regular news stories, but news stories that make your emotions go from ha, 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 ha to oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best, the best example ever. And on that note, would you like to, would you like to kick off the proceedings tonight, Cam? People are campaigning for the arrest of a mysterious aeroplane passenger after a grotesque act took place. Now, Timmy, before I launch into this story, when I say that headline, mm. when I say that there was a mysterious passenger on an airplane, aeroplane, and that he took part in a grotesque act. What do you imagine when I say a grotesque act? What um, do you imagine he did? I think that he masturbated on the plane. Yeah. That, that would be my first. That would be my first response. Yeah. Is that, 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 that he had a mass. And would you consider masturbation grotesque, or do you think that there yeah. might have been some, an added thing to it? Yeah, like maybe like masturbated and used one of those um, like vomit bags to put his dick in to hide it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> did I guess the story? No, no. <laughs> I just love that thought. Yeah. But that's where you, I'll, I'll hide this in here. Uh, nothing. <laughs> well, if you didn't have the blanket and you, yeah. and you and you had to maz on a plane, yeah. would you use like what else would you use if you weren't able to like, uh, put your junk in the in in the vomit bag? Safety card. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, breathing apparatus. <laughs> just bash you bash the plastic above you. Pull it down and just push it down onto your lap, and it's going. You got to root it. You got to. It's yeah. like breathing cold air onto your schnong. That sounds nice. <laughs> I think we just invented a more grotesque act mm. than what actually happened. A crime novel author named Alifair Burke shared a video recently that she captured during a trip of a man who had his bare feet pushed up against the wall of the cabin. While that alone probably would be enough to gross people out, it gets worse. A few seconds into the video clip, the man begins to use his toes to swipe through the film options on the touch screen in front of him. Oh, he's a monkey man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monkey man. <laughs> did, he, did he then, like, use his feet to open up the peanut bags? Because <laughs> that would be a really good skill to have. He had dinner with chopsticks and he used his toes. I'm, I'm not grossed out by this stage. I'm just more impressed than anything. Yeah, if you saw that and you were looking at the row ahead of you and you saw it, that kind of behavior, how would you, what would you do? Would you put it online? Would you start a group to try and get this man arrested? No, I wouldn't. So is that, is that what, is that what she did? She tried to get him arrested. Yeah. 
people online are going, this is too much. Let's track down this man, oh this barefoot God. man, and like get him arrested because this is gross. Because I guess from their perspective, they're going, I might be on that flight next. I might like be using the touch screen. Little do I know that there's a bit of fungus on it or whatever. People need to calm the fuck down, in my opinion. With, with all this stuff, it's like my immediate reaction when I see that is, is look, would I want to be sitting next to that for a whole flight? <laughs> Probably not. Mm. It's kind of gross. Yeah. But I think the hilarity of the situation overweighs the fact that that person should be serving jail time for using, for using, like, for using their toes to swipe through. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, there's, there wouldn't be any more, like, germs and stuff on, in fact, you'd probably have more germs on a touchscreen from somebody that went and did a shit and didn't wash their hands yep. than from somebody that used their toes that were in, like, that were in their socks, in, in their shoes. You yeah, know man, I, I mean? think people are coming down too hard on this guy, and I've seen stills from the video. He's got fairly clean-looking feet. <laughs> Have, they, have we got, has he got, uh, what sort of, has he got ugly toes? Nah, fairly good toes. Oh. And also no stray hairs. Oh. So either grooms or was just born without any foot, yeah. foot hair. Yeah, nice. Yeah, maybe that's why he's showing them off. Like, you know how when you know there's a feature <laughs> that's pretty good about you? Yeah, that's his one. That's his feature that he's like, I would just get this out here. Like, if you're born with it, flaunt it. So has, has anyone um, dogged this guy in online? He hasn't been that? caught. They haven't been able to figure out who it is. But do you think he, it's the sort of thing that he probably does all the time and he might get caught now? People keep an eye out. Um, look, I, I think that I, I think that he probably will get caught if he does it again. Mm. But I also think that if someone was next to him and said, hey, can you not use your feet mm. to, to do that? It's kind of like weirding me out. And then he just goes... And then he refuses to do it. Then you're kind of like, well, you're being a jerk because you're making people this feel. This is who I am. Yeah, because you're making people feel uncomfortable when they've asked you to stop. But if no one said anything to him, and this is just how this guy lives, wants to mm. live his life, I really don't see any harm in it. Yeah. I don't think anyone approached him direct. It's, it all became like a sneaky video. Yeah. And then like this, suddenly there's all these people going on a witch hunt for this barefooted Talent. It's fucked up, man, how people people just so easily can create a mob these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just so easy to mob up and it's it is it is just it's kind of scary. It's just it makes me worried that because I know that I've done some some and 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 maybe like have some weird traits or things that that, that mm-hmm. I might do and not even know about it. And then next thing you're just like Having like walking down the street and then you just a mob attacks you. Yeah, you should be in prison. Why? Because you put your little finger in your ear three months ago. We saw it on a platform you don't use. Dude, it's it's actually it's actually fucked up. This poor bloke. <laughs> you just let him live his life. It's gonna be quite a um it's going to be quite a heavily filled uh, flight theme tonight because I also have uh, an, an, an aeroplane an aeroplane story for you, Cam. Yes. The headline is, Man, 65, made fake bomb threat to get a date with flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> the Serbian man's telephone call caused the, the flight to be evacuated on Thursday before it took off to Frankfurt. All 130 passengers and five crew members had to leave the aircraft while it was searched by a special police squad and sniffer dogs. The man who has not been named had met two flight attendants and invited them for dinner. 
They refused. Both, both of them refused. <laughs> and you know what? Their judgment was spot on. Yep. He confessed to the hoax in court on Saturday, saying he had especially liked one of the women. And after he failed to track her down at her hotel, oh god, he made a desperate bid to keep her in the country. The police traced his call after he made the threat, and he was arrested arrested a day later. A spokesman for the prosecutor told Serbian media that the prosecution asked for him to uh, be kept in uh, custody uh, pending charges uh, and and uh, so he's not causing panic in the in in the community. Mm. Uh, this this story is you know when dudes cop a bad rap when when like oh all like men are just fucking gross disgusting it's because yeah. of dudes like this guy <laughs> this sixty five year old dude has fully like like gone like next level stalker yeah. to the to the thing where like how did how would he even have known. What flight they were they were going out of? Like it, maybe they must have told him the night before, right? I think he's just a researcher because they wouldn't have told him at their hotel, and it, no. it, it said that he failed. Oh no, he failed to track them down to their hotel. Yeah, yeah. He so did. he tried. Yeah. I wonder how he tried. Like, did he just, <laughs> he just tried a few hotels? You just start calling. Start calling hotels. Yeah, that's scary, man. Like. What a guy. You don't want that kind of... Yeah, he's the worst kind of guy. <laughs> There's no other way to put it, bro. He's actually the worst kind of person you could possibly be. Yeah. And to get to the point where you're actually um, calling in bomb threats because people won't go on a date with you, fucking sort your shit out, bro. Yeah. Like if you can't get dates, the appropriate response isn't straight to bomb threat. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's you yeah. go home and you go oh. grooming, <laughs> yeah. uh, self improvement, mm-hmm. yep. socialize with for the purpose of maybe friendships, and then after you've done all of that yep. for three years straight and Some you've improved thought. yourself, yeah, deep, deep thought, thought, meditation, yeah. learning how to relax, learning mm-hmm. how to manage your emotions, and then like eighth on the list after a few years of work, you go, okay. Now I'm ready for Tinder. And probably date your own age too. Yeah. Because assuming like most most flight attendants would yeah. be somewhere in their 20s or 30s, right? Yeah. Most, I haven't seen a 65-year-old one for Qantas, sure. Qantas have some, some, some older flight attendants. Yeah. But they're like the only ones. Yeah. Everyone else is young flight attendants. So he's this creepy 65-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. Trying to hunt down people probably half his age, and then calling him bomb threats when they won't, when he can't find their right hotel or get them to go on a date with him. Yeah, I don't think this this guy sounds like he does has never had a crew of dude mates either. Because yeah. you know, if you like pitch something like that, you're like, oh, dude. <laughs> I asked her out and she said, nah. Your mates go, ah, loser, mm-hmm. and then they you kind of laugh it off and they like give you shit for a bit and then you just go, oh well, next time. And they kind of like then your mates are like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. And you kind of like have that that kind of little conversation where you, like, vent it out. I don't even reckon that. I, re- I reckon it would, even if you had crewmates and they said, oh, I asked them out and they said no, they'd be like, oh, well, man, you know, yeah. this next time. Yeah. You know, like, just, just like, keep keep going out there, keep meeting people. Yeah. But I don't reckon he'd even cop, like, criticism for it or anything. Yeah. But then you go to the next thing and it's like, oh, so... They said no, so I started. Uh, so I got out the phone book, yeah, and I, I started calling up all the hotels in the city yeah. to try and find them so that they would go on a date with me. And do you reckon maybe he does have dude mates like wingmen who are like, yes, and if that doesn't work, then call a bomb threat. What was that fucking book that 
Oh um, uh, yeah. What, what was the there was there was that book The in, Secret. The Secret. And, yeah. And it was that it was that organization of 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 dudes that what did they used to call it peacocking? They used yeah. to go peacocking and it was that they'd just be super just yeah. like uh cycle like they do like psychological shit, right? Mm-hmm. They'd like to like they they're preying on people as well. Yeah. Doing. I can see him being in one of like those sets yeah. of horrible, horrible fucking dudes. Like they yeah. really are the fucking worst guys on the planet, those motherfuckers. <laughs> like maybe like it goes sort of like child molesters, serial killers, <laughs> and then the peacockers. Like they're right up there. <laughs> yeah, man. I have spoken to people who have read that book and have like explained what they got out of it mm. and what the positives that they explained is that they were terrified and that it was a, it was a confidence thing. The yeah. reason that my friends who have read it said it was a confidence thing, they were terrified, and then this book helped them feel like they were able to have these conversations. But yeah. I, my opinion on it is that it's actually kind of evil because it's what you're doing <laughs> is you're, you're training yourself <laughs> to be able to use manipulation yeah. tactics that are going to work on females who aren't confident themselves. Yeah. And so... That is bad. You can't be like get a confident. Your confidence boost if you're using these techniques is dependent on taking advantage of other people yeah. who aren't confident. So I think that it almost negates it. Like I understand people that say they read it to yeah. boost their confidence to talk to girls, but I think what you need to understand is it's uh, you're creating a vicious cycle, and it's not good. It's like, not good. Yeah, I, I think the only response that you should have to say you're lonely or you want to get out there is just being, one, more comfortable in your own skin Mm. and, two, putting yourself in places where people are just similar to you, where everyone's Mm. humans. Like it's just about finding people that that have similar outlooks to life. You don't don't need to wear like a feather in your hat and hypnotise chicks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, go to Comic Con. Like, yeah. there's heaps of people that you can hang out with. And just chill the fuck out. Smoke some weed. Do something. Chill the fuck out. Have like a take some acid. Go on. Go on some sort of DMT trip. Like, just real. Just 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 rewrite your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love that. And I think confidence is something that comes with repetition. If you put yourself out there a little bit once a week, then over like a three-month period, you will feel more confident. Like if you're really focused on wanting to feel more confident, do things that grow that. Confidence isn't just deciding to do something. And confidence isn't, who can I trick? (laughs) You've got to understand the difference. It's recently been discovered that the hands emoji has a different meaning in China. Now, Timmy, when I do this, do you yeah. know what emoji I mean? Uh, that's the pray, the praying emoji. When, yeah. when you put your, 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 the two palms of your hands flat together pointing up towards the ceiling. That's exactly yeah. the one. So Christians see that emoji as prayer hands. I didn't realize you were a man of faith. I just, that, that's, that's, that's just that, that's just that. But I, mine's, my, mine might be more like praying that, you know, that my bets come up on sports bet on the weekend or, <laughs> or, or that my weed dealer picks up the phone when I call them. Yeah. So I'm probably playing for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. um, this emoji was actually designed as a high five. So right. they weren't meaning that to be prayer hands when they designed that. But Jewish and Muslim believers don't actually pray with their hands together, so they view that emoji 
differently. So they kind of see it as a high five. Yeah. In Japan, the emoji is seen as a way of saying please or thank you because for them it reminds them of the motion that's often accompanied by a bow. Yeah. So they see that as a thank you, that emoji. But it turns out that if you're trying to congratulate someone in China with the applause emoji or the high five mm. emoji, it can land you in hot water because in China that emoji is only used as a symbol for sex. And for them, they, they, <laughs> they use it as a reference to the slapping noise that, occur, that occurs between two bare crotches during coital interaction. <laughs> the thought of that noise. Everyone knows that fucking noise. Yeah. Everyone. It's not a romantic noise, I don't think. Even when you're in the middle of it and you start to, because, you know, part of your, <laughs> in the middle of that situation, it's almost like you're intoxicated. So you're like mm. sort of not thinking clearly. Yeah. But sometimes there's little things where you're like, oh, this is a weird activity. And that noise is definitely one of the things where if your conscious brain like pricks up and listens to it, you're like, is this nice? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the Grebo that started this in China too? Like, who, yeah. was, the, who was the one that goes, you know, you, you know, like, how did they connect that emoji? And the whole country and just whole took country it on board. Knows. For a country that you're not even allowed on Facebook, they've claimed the prayer emoji and they're saying, you're not allowed on Facebook, but this prayer thing, we're taking it and we're going to make it mean sex. Are you, are you not allowed on Facebook in China? No, it's banned from the whole country. Really? So if, yeah. you, if, you, if you're over in, um, if you're over in China and you've got the Facebook app on your phone, um, and I you think, open it up over there, it won't, it won't actually, think like, it the just, server won't work. Yeah, exactly. Right. It rejects you. Yeah, you're I allowed. Never knew that. You're allowed on Weibo or WeChat, which is like the Chinese social media platform. So you can't even use like Facebook Messenger over nah. there. Wow, you can't use anything to do with Facebook. Do you know why? Uh, I think it's a privacy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I don't know exactly privacy why. Think China's spying on everyone. <laughs> Isn't Huawei a Chinese company that's spying on yeah on us right now? <laughs> yeah. I um, I've, I just held up my Huawei phone to Cam, and I, I even when I'm going to bed sometimes I'll be like, oh, she'll be there and be like, night time, be like, good night, China, <laughs> love love you, China. <laughs> yeah, it must be because they know how easy it is to bug everyone. So they're like, yeah. we're doing it to everyone. We know how simple it is. We don't want that happening here. Yeah, right. So, yeah. They, so they don't want other countries coming. Yeah. Oh, so it's more it's more like for self-protection. Yeah. That's bullshit. If you're doing it to other people, like <laughs> it should be one of those things that you should that you should like let people do it to you. They're like the person in a relationship that will receive oral sex but not give it. Yeah. They're that person. And that they, is... they're, they're like, we, we, we really want a blowjob, but we're not willing to give one. Yeah, bro. Yeah. 100%. So lazy. <laughs> so lazy. China. <laughs> That's so fucked up, though, that slapping noise, though, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah. That fucking got me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this one, so all my stories tonight are mm. flight related. <laughs> and this one is flight of a different kind. Mm. The headline is... Chihuahua stolen by seagull from garden as owner's boyfriend looks on. The poor little thing would have been terrified. The fate of Devon Dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. 
of, of a Devon dog. I wish uh, I, I thought that was his name. Dude, I, I read it that way. I really wish it was. It's let's just is is that the the dog's name is actually Gizmo. That's still cute, which is still great. Yeah. Um, we can have Gizmo in brackets, Devon dog. Can you call, can you call it Devon dog just yeah, for this? I can do Thanks, that. Man. So, Devon dog is unknown. <laughs> after a seagull swooped down and carried the miniature chihuahua away in its beak, the owner says, Beggar Hill twenty four. Is hoping four-year-old Gizmo will be found alive. She said, my partner was in the garden putting the washing out at the time and suddenly he saw it swoop down. It carried Gizmo a fair way away as we couldn't see him anymore and we lost him in the sky. I have no idea if he was dropped or where he is now. Um... Miss Hill said her six-year-old daughter is really upset about it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing about this. It's horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just... I'm a bad fucking person. I just... The idea of... The idea of a seagull taking a dog is just so bizarre to me. Yeah, man. Like, look, if, if someone was like, I wouldn't have picked this story if it was like an eagle or an owl, I'd be like, oh, you got fucked by a bird of prey. Yeah. Like, you, your, your animal got jacked by a bird of prey. That's sucks but a seagull it's a simple simple bird <laughs> it's the most simple like the only birds more simple than a seagull would you say like a pigeon but like, even then <laughs> but like, even, even then i'd say seagull is more simple yeah. it's like driven by only rage yeah my I, like uh my my partner shell she was saying that it could be an she could they could have got it wrong and it could have been an albatross which is like a, a like a big a big seagull enlarged seagull yeah but if they put this all all out on all out online, and there's heaps of responses from people and stuff like that about seagulls in the area. No reckon, one said anything about an albatross. Yeah, I reckon it was a seagull. I reckon it, I reckon was, it was a big seagull yeah. and a little Devon dog. Dude, so I'll show you how big the dog is. So it's not that small. So it's about the size of a what a throw pillow. <laughs> would you say like how 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 big would you describe like the size small. of a, a full bum bag? Yeah, yeah, I think that's... Maybe even bigger. A bit bigger, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're both looking around the room trying to find examples for, for like, maybe like a um, a one-litre a one bottle of milk with some legs. Yeah, yeah, or um, a quarter pounder combo in the brown bag at Macca's. Yeah, But yeah. we've got nuggets in there as well, like about that weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like when I was thinking about this story. I like to think that that maybe the 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 seagull just sat him down somewhere and it's just like, hey, we're like we're mates, we're now. a crew, and they're just out there, just you know, who's riding who? Like, are they riding off? <laughs> no, I reckon I, I reckon that's they've probably tried a few different travel techniques. Yeah. Like, does he jump on? Because you, you, he probably couldn't jump on the seagull's back. Well, the seagull can carry him, remember? Yeah, the seagull can That's definitely strong carry enough. him. So the dog could ride. <laughs> like like, uh, like the never ending, like the dog in the never-ending story. If the dog rode the boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but little Devon dog... Yeah. Little Devon Dog, look, let's <laughs> I, I I was thinking about his fate today and <laughs> I don't know, do you reckon the seagull just like right just dropped it on someone's roof or something like that? Like, I think it was doing one of those things that you see where they smash open a, a shellfish. I reckon oh. it took him up high. If they're saying 
<laughs> that little Devon dog so got taken up out of sight into the sky. I think that was to get enough height to drop him so that he became uh, dazed. Look, I... Uh, the, the 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 whole thing is actually horrible, and it's like it would, if I if 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 a seagull took my animal, I would yeah. be fucking distraught, and yeah, it would man. be horrible. But then also, a fucking seagull stole your dog. Yeah, a fucking seagull. <laughs> they are. You're right. They are the stupidest of all the birds. Yeah, man. Look at those eyes, eh? <laughs> Local street merchants in Japan are finally experiencing what it's like to be on the receiving end of a poo jog. Oh, here we go. Until recent events, Tokyo's Akihabara neighborhood was a place to do one thing and one thing only, shopping. You got off the train at the station, walked into a store, walked out with a backpack full of video games, electronic parts, and anime merch, and then you got straight back on the train and went home. That's no longer the case. The otaku, which is like gaming culture, boom, has turned the city into one of Tokyo's most energetic districts, with a constant carnival-like energy in the air. Sure, it's still the best place on the planet to stop for, uh, to shop for gaming culture stuff, but now there's also fan events, concerts, and a whole lot of delicious restaurants. Now, this shop owner, called Nakajima, says that recently he's been the victim of a serial poor roughly 10 times in one month. On at least two of the occasions, he saw the same man doing the deed, and at one of those times, he was able to snap a picture of him mid-poo. He's since put up a poster of the photo, asking anyone who sees the man to contact police, and he says that there's no shortage of public restrooms, it's intentional, and... um, Poo joggers unite! (laughs) Globally. It's going around the world now. If, if this is the first time you've you've, you've ever heard us mention um, poo jogging on the on the podcast, this is something that we've covered many many of times, and it started what about twenty episodes ago? Yeah, maybe even maybe even a little bit longer. Hmm. And it was the the original poo jogger was was a dude in Brisbane, and and since then this phenomenon has hmm. taken over the taken over the world, Cam. Yeah, and and it's and it's and it's gone. It has gone worldwide. It's the kink of the upper class. <laughs> I love it explained that way, the kink of the upper class. <laughs> Once you have everything else, mm. you've got a beautiful family, a lovely home, you've an amazing career. <laughs> what gets your adrenaline rushing? Nothing. So what do you have to do? You have to go for a jog mm. and take a public dump somewhere. Yeah. The shop owner says that he wants the poo jogger to come in and apologize. He says he's got a lot of questions. He wants to ask him, why are you doing this? Do you have some sort of grudge against me? Or is this just vandalism? I just want him to show his face to me. And I think what this guy doesn't understand, this poor shopkeeper thinks it is a targeted thing and he doesn't understand that this is a global thing. People are just getting their thrills from taking a dump in public. It would be nice if just us or someone could contact him and just let him know that don't feel personal about it, bro. You're, yeah. just, you're just caught up in in, in, in the literal shitstorm yeah. that, 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 that is poo jogging taking over the world. Yeah. It's got it's got nothing to do with you. You just happen to own a shop. <laughs> 
I just love, dude, how it's just it's gone because we, we've done we've covered stories well all different places in Australia we've covered poo, poo jogging, um, we've done stories over in America we've covered poo jogging. I don't know have, have we done have we done the UK? I don't know if we. I haven't heard any UK poo jogging yet. Yeah, but yeah, it's but it'll be happening. There. It'll be happening probably right now. Maybe they're better at hiding it for some reason. Mm. The weather's so bad, nobody can see the poo joggers doing it because there's so much sleet, sleet in between <laughs> each, all the people. I remember ages ago before um, poo jogging had a name or it was a thing, and uh, our, our friends, uh, drunk mums who are over in America are playing mm. a tour at the moment, yep. they uh, were in Adelaide walking down an alleyway and mm. there was a huge human oh, poo no. there. Yeah. That may have been that. That was before it was cool. Yeah, that was before poo jogging. Poo jogging was really a really a thing, you know. Hipster. Before it was a community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Airline sends eighty five thousand dollar pound bill to woman who tried to open emergency doors mid flight. We really are on the. I've got. I've got hard on. I was just like, wow, the ground is boring. Let's do. <laughs> Let's do all stories in the air today. <laughs> I love it. Um, Chloe Haynes, 25, is accused uh, by Jet2 of a catalogue of aggressive, abusive and dangerous behaviour on a flight bound for Turkey, <clears throat> including trying to open the aircraft doors during the flight. The flight had to be escorted back to Stansted. Uh, airport by two typhoon fighter jets while she was restrained by cabin crew and customers. So what's happened is, like, she's had a flip out. They they haven't really said um, exactly what the reasons was. It mm. sounds, what it sounds like through reading the article is that she's taken pingers, uppers. Okay. Of some kind. Yeah. And just, like, not being able to control herself. There's a photo of her that, the like, she looks, she's got drug face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, I was, for some reason I was imagining someone really old, but she looks like a teenager. Like yeah, she's she like looks... early, she's like early 20s. And then there's a photo of her up here from, like, her Instagram that makes, like, she's kind of, like, got that, what, would you describe, like, that Instagram model kind of look? No? Yeah, but yeah? she looks. Yeah, but she looks like she's judging you real hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, now the whole world is judging her. I feel like every <laughs> video I've ever seen of somebody flipping out at a McDonald's worker or a Burger King worker, it's her in the video. <laughs> like, if you've seen, you've seen a white chick in trackies with a real foul mouth, it was probably this chick. And she's got pout face. Yeah, like constant pout face. Yeah, but um, so they've called the the they've. Called these two fighter jets. This is what I don't understand, right? How in any way have the fighter jets, like, how are they going to help? Against this white trash <laughs> 15 year old. Like, okay, we're on, a, we're on a flight, so obviously nothing outside mm. of that cabin matters, right? As yeah. long as she doesn't get into the the, the cockpit, yeah. it's just like you've just got to keep it contained. In this story, a, like a, a dude a dude sat on they put her in a chair and a dude sat on her to <laughs> to mellow her out. Yeah. Like they, they a guy a guy sat on her to mellow her out while these two fucking fighter jets go either side of the plane, guiding the plane back to Do you to think them. they were considering sniping her? <laughs> 
<laughs> like just someone out the side of the, like just they they ran it, press her head right up against the window of the cabin, and we'll just take her we'll out. We'll take it from there. <laughs> well, the the other option is I saw on. Um, but what would they do? Like, what what is the whole point of having the fighter jets? Like, I don't understand it. Do I you... remember late at night I watched a movie and they the fighter jet connects a little tunnel. It's like a Harrison Ford movie and the flutter jet sneaks up underneath another plane and it's nighttime mm. and then they, like, put this tunnel up to the other plane and they crawl up the tunnel so they can hop into the plane. Oh, they impregnate it. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they take the, the, the one sperm. <laughs> and is it Harrison Ford that goes up there? Yeah, him, yeah. he's the sperm. <laughs> Maybe, do you think they were considering doing that, putting a tunnel between them? I don't know. I, I I honestly have no understanding, and the article doesn't explain it at all. Like the, but then um, the government build um, the 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 airplane company eighty five thousand pounds because that's how much it cost in fuel and money to oh. get the to get the because like, fighter jets aren't fucking cheap, and they send out two, like two, like just said if like I don't I I actually don't understand. Yeah. In any aspect of why the fighter jets were involved at all, it sounds like a air hostess. And sorry to gender it, but maybe it sounds like a worker panicked and called the president. Like they were, they they, <laughs> they were supposed to. They were supposed to just like, okay, call security at the airport, yeah. and they were like, no, I've got to go to the top. And they, you, you, I, I would say more so that it would have been, it would have been the pilot, like the it would, yeah, it would have had to be the pilot that the because they're in charge of the of 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 the plane when it comes down to shit yeah. like that. Like they would have gone to the pilot and said this, <laughs> and he would be like, fuck it, bring the jets, <laughs> tell the boys, get the boys, yeah. bring the jets, the military. <laughs> For this little snob. <laughs> if it, there's a listener out there that actually knows why these, like why they would have fighter jets there, just just send us a message because I'm genuinely curious. My, of, my only other thought that it could be, and what do you reckon of this? Mm-hmm. You know how you've sometimes got a big mate who you rely on to end fights for you, but they don't actually ever end up fighting on your behalf. So it's kind of more like the Jets represent our strong friend who stands behind us when we've said something a bit too smart-ass to someone who might fight us. Yeah. So, like, the Jets turn up to hopefully make this girl look out the window so she's like, oh, no, like, they'll put a tunnel or they'll... (laughs) (laughs) Harrison Ford will be in here. (laughs) But maybe it was just to, like, the pilot was like, all right then, love. Yeah, like... That actually makes more sense than any other theory I've had or any other thought that I've had. So I think I think right now that's winning. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're wrong, which is very likely, then send us a message and let us know what you think it is. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our regular stories. And if you're with us for the first time, well done. Congratulations on making it this far into the show. We're nearly at the end. You did it. But we do something for you here. What do we do for them, Timmy? Um, we're going to do, uh, we'll do a, a send-in story. So uh, we have a send-in from uh, Stallion Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sending in a story, mate. Uh, and for everyone, we say it every week, keep sending them in. Uh, we love we love reading the stories and we try our best to to, to pick the best ones of the week and, and read them out. We can't read them all but we, we, on, on the show, but we know that we do read all of them that get sent in. Mm -hmm. So the headline for this one is Elon Musk, who is someone on this show that we talk about all the time, announces 
plan to merge human brains with AI. Have you heard about this? I don't think I have. So Elon Musk announced late Tuesday night that the final goal of Neuralink, a company he owns, his brain-machine interface startup, is to allow humans to achieve a symbiosis with artificial intelligence and that by merging with AI, humans will be able to keep up with AI. Musk plans to begin human trials on an early version of Neuralink intended to treat brain injuries next year. Mm. See, because when he went on the um, – he, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, right, and Rogan was asking him about – uh, what are your thoughts about AI? And he actually said that he's super nervous about it and he's, he's nervous that we're going too fast for us to, to, to have a, an understanding of what we're actually doing and what the possible mm. consequences are. And now it sounds like his sort of way of combating that isn't instead of going, no, we've got to stop, stop doing that. It's like having the human brain prepared to be able to deal with AI. Yeah, cool. The guy's a fucking lord. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just kinda of, I'm just kinda of like so there's gonna be um there's gonna be an implant that I guess I would sort of describe as um what maybe like a, a hearing like a hearing aid mm. would 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 look like. But yep. um I'm not sure if there's gonna be like anything on the outside of 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 your skull or if it's just gonna be purely like I don't know, like Wi-Fi. Yeah, I guess. And when it disconnects, it makes that noise, like when the Bluetooth speaker disconnects, like. Or because it's like the the first stages of this when you when you turn it on, it makes the old school internet sound, the dial-up <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Would is it the question I want to ask you about this story, Cam? Mm. Um. Would you would you get an implant? I don't know. I think I fluctuate on whether I'm into this or not. Mm, like I, I think I do sometimes. I never would. Mm. I never would get an implant. But I think my opinion of of whether people should or shouldn't mm. changes a lot. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think that it would depend. For me, I would be interested in something in my eyes. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because rather than, like, having to stare at my phone, blasting myself with the blue light coming out of my phone screen, my computer Mm. screen, and my TV at home, and my computer at work, computer at home, it'd be nice to have something different, like, to just have, like, a hand motion like Nintendo Wii and swipe on Tinder while not staring at my phone would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, but if if you were going to have... See, I was thinking about this today. Mm. If you were going to have, say... Um, uh, like a, a, a computer chip in your brain, right, mm. where you can access uh, the internet, all these things, yep. then it wouldn't be like um, w- closing your eyes and watching something because what your eyes are, right, are receptors that tell your brain what you're seeing. Yeah. So you it, essentially it would be cutting out, you'd assume that it would just cut out that and then you would be just watching a show but in inside your inside your inside your brain do you, am i oh, making yeah. i see sense? what you're saying so you yeah. think that they'd they'd put the screen behind the eyes like they'd just send I think the it would image cut out the brains the, the sorry the eyes all, all, so all the together. eyes just have a break yeah like when you when you're actually watching yeah. this because it's I love just, that you know what i mean you I know, do what know what you mean, mean because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking which and then that thought I was kind of like actually that's really fucking cool like that is really fucking gnarly. So you could feel well rested after watching a movie. You watch a movie and yeah. then you're like 
you feel like you've had a little bit of shut eye. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, well, your brain would still be. That's that's the other thing too. Like, how would your body react to react to this? Because <laughs> you know how when you're when you're sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Um, is did, would would your brain be admitting chemicals and stuff, thinking that? That, that it was asleep? Would your brain, like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, would, would it you, treat it as a dream or as reality? Yeah. And then yeah. you then, like, and uh, people that don't know, when you dream, your brain releases a chemical called DMT, mm. which is uh, the same chemical that people smoke to go on, on trips and everything like that and release mm. it when you dream. So can you then just, like, turn this thing on, watch The Simpsons while you're tripping on naturally formed DMT coming out of your brain? Yeah, like because no one knows how the human body is going to react to 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 these things until they do tests. Yeah, because you just you just don't know, and we all know that the human body reacts that everyone's human body reacts mm. differently yeah. to different things. So I'm I'm interested to see the fallout of this, mm-hmm. just because I just like exciting stuff. Yeah, but it it does. It would it would worry me if a close friend was like, oh, I'm going to jump in the trials and do it. I'm like, oh, you're dumb, dumb. Don't yeah. do it. Wait it out. You wait it out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let China do it first. Yeah. They'll do it first. Let China do it and then just like see how it falls out after that. Yeah. They probably won't tell you about it though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that one, Stallion Rebecca. That was a good story. All right. That brings us to the end of the show. But it, there's one more story. This is the good news story. So after we talk rubbish into your ears for nearly an hour, we leave you with this. Rotorua man remortgages home to help the homeless. Tiny Dean, 50 years old. (laughs) Give him a break. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Poured money into what has now become three large night shelters for the city's homeless last year. He now has government funding and he's feeding and housing up to 100 people uh, in the lead up to winter, Tiny and his wife Lindley put their life on hold to take a gamble. He sold a rental house that he owned, borrowed against his primary home, and set up a charity called Visions of a Helping Hand to, to try to house Rotorua's homeless. I didn't even talk about it, he said. We just did it. The next day, after we decided, I went out and found a property and we started feeding people a week later. In less than 10 months, we had three shelters. One is a night shelter only, open from about 8pm until the next morning. It's occupied mostly by men. Another is a woman and children's shelter. And then we've got another one in Taupo, the first expansion of what Mr. Dean hopes will go further into central North Island. He said housing people was an essential part Um, of services that people need, such as appointments with doctors and psychologists. It's a massive job, he said. It's bigger than I ever thought because I didn't realise about all the addictions, the anger, the built-up stuff. Some of these guys, it's unbelievable what they've been through and are still going through now, so it's good to help. He said the charity had also helped place 12 people into permanent homes and about 50 people into jobs, and he's saved the lives of seven people who had nearly overdosed on drugs. That's incredible. That, that is fucking incredible. People go out there and 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 help others that much make that much of a change in your in your own community and it's fucking awesome yeah good on you good on you good on you tiny dean yeah and and uh what was his partner's name um miss tiny dean, miss no. tiny dean. <laughs> Shit. and to both of them fantastic job that's amazing yep all right we are playing with top nachos this friday if you hear this before friday at the Cactus Room in Thornbury, we're playing with 
plovers and foley and we're looking forward to it we're going to have top nachos on the podcast next week very exciting so we're we're actually uh you you don't have to uh wait the regular two weeks to get the podcast we're going to be podcasting on monday night with top nachos so the the the, sometime in the early part of part of next week we'll have another we'll have another episode out there which is exciting and we're happy to we're, we're really happy and excited to have those guys on the podcast and to be playing with the playing a show with them that's right, Timmy. And uh, what else have we got on the agenda? Anything? Um, we've got. Uh, we've also uh, got a. We've just said yes to playing a a show in uh, uh, in September with Wave Vom, uh, a, a a band from uh, from Wollongong. If you haven't listened to them before, listen to Wave Vom. Listen to Top Nachos as well. They're like a good, real good two piece party band uh, from America. They're going to be super fun to watch live. I reckon. I'm yeah, excited. Bro. I'm excited to watch them play, man. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I think I think I think that's it. Thank you, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this. Send us a message. Tell us what you avoided doing so that you could choose to listen to this instead. If you said to family and friends, "Hey, I'm I'm busy this weekend," and then you just lay around listening to this, let us know. My name's Tim. My name's Cam. You've been listening to Charging Stallion presents News We Like. See ya.